Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. As you all know, spiritual entrepreneurship, well, it's the path that I choose to travel on in my business journey. And it's also the path that I'm supporting other entrepreneurs stepping into also. So if you're ready to go big as a spiritual entrepreneur, then I am inviting you to join me in my Aligned Coaching Academy. You see, the Academy is a spiritual and soulful launch pad that helps you get clear about your vision, create a roadmap for your career, and lay a strong foundation for massive abundance in business. Instead of trying to make things happen in your business, what I'll teach you in the Academy is how to take spiritually aligned action so that you'll experience an inner transformation and gain confidence along with practical business building tools. See, your efforts will pay off big time. You'll earn the kind of money that provides the freedom you crave and you'll make an impact doing what you love. So if you are ready to take this next step in your journey as an entrepreneur, then head to the link in the episode description and fill out the work with me form to apply for the Aligned Coaches Academy now. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower with M podcast. And guys, I'm super excited for this one because I'm bringing back one of my best friends to join me in yet another episode. Now, if you have been a longtime follower of the podcast, you would know she's been on the podcast, I'd say, for two solo guest episodes and then for one three-way guest episode, which was something pretty saucy that we did back then. But I'm excited to reintroduce to you all, Montana. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. What's up, you guys? I'm so excited to be here. I was about to say welcome. It's like, I know my way around here. Excuse me. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, I am super excited to be here. Thank you so much, Em, for inviting me back. It's always such a pleasure. You are a wealth of knowledge and your community is so lucky to have you as their guide and their leader on their self-growth journey and their coaching journey. So it's just an honor. It's an honor to have you as someone in my life. That's all I have to say, because honestly, guys, me and Montana, we've been on this journey together for quite a long time now. Literally before our coaching days was when we aligned and we were both actually in the network marketing space back then. And I'm going to get Montana to obviously share more about herself and her journey, but we have been sideline sisters all the way, like supporting each other through all of our challenges, all of our wins, all of our different turns that we've wanted to take. And the thing that we laugh about to this day is we've still never met each other in real life. We are literally like Instagram besties. And it feels like we obviously, you know, have known each other forever and it feels like we've met before, but we've still never met beyond the Zoom screen. So I just find that hilarious. (laughs) I honestly love it because I always feel like we're on the same wave. And it's so funny that you say Instagram besties, because I always think of you whenever I see that anywhere, because I'm like, Em and I are just, we've been on this journey, not only just together, but like evolving and growing on a personal level. And it's been so inspiring to see what you've been able to create and the business that you've been able to build and the lives that you've been able to inspire and change along your journey. And it fuels me to want to be better and grow too. So truly besties on Instagram, sideline sisters, and also just really great friends who have been able to support one another and be on this journey you know, together, which is so cool. It's amazing. I love social media for that sense. Like, And that's the thing. If You don't put yourself out there and you don't start connecting and you don't start networking. You don't know what you're missing out on. Like we aligned because we stepped into the same opportunity as each other, you know, Montana in Canada, me in Australia. And that is what brought us together. But by being intentional, you know, about supporting other people in the same space that you were in and checking in on them and celebrating their wins, that's how the relationships 
start to form, you know, so you've got to put yourself out there. But let's dive into sort of what we're going to go over today. So we're going to be doing a bit of a sort of like a Q&A where we just talk a bit about our journeys, our businesses, things we've learned, things that have worked, things that haven't worked. And that way you get to see like two different perspectives of a similar journey, you know, and what works for one person may not work for the next. And hopefully you can resonate with either what I share or what Montana shares and really take some value away from this today. So Mon, before we dive into that, why don't you give a little bit of an intro into yourself and what it is that you do in case there are any new listeners who haven't yet experienced you. (laughs) Yes, of course. So hi, everyone. As she said, my name is Montana Valverde. I am a now network marketing mentor and coach. I started my online business journey inside of the network marketing space for about a year and a half. And then I made the pivot actually a year ago this month, which is so crazy that it's gone that fast into coaching and mentoring And now I do that full time. And it's been such a blessing to be able to connect with so many people all over the world. And my heart and my passion is really just focusing on enhancing the professionalism of, you know, the network marketing industry. And over time, I've been able to support people through courses and online coaching. And then recently launched a podcast, which was entirely inspired by M. Honestly, you guys, when I did that first podcast episode with her, I was so nervous. I was so scared. I don't think she actually knows this, but like I literally was like freaking out on my end. And then I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to fear into power and start this podcast. And she was the one that encouraged me to do it. So I just want to say thank you for that, Em, as well, too, because I wouldn't be half the entrepreneur and the person that I am today without our friendship and just being able to learn from you. Oh my gosh. But it's exactly the same back to you. Because for those who don't know, like Montana has always been someone who's been very driven in the area of self-development. And so when we were back in the network marketing space and we'd be connecting all the time, I would be inspired by how invested into personal development she was. And then that would make me show up at a higher level. And that would make me want to start reading different books and you know, attending different events. And so it's funny how like, you know, Montana says that I've been like a large catalyst for her journey, but at the same time, she's been a large catalyst for mine because that personal development journey that I went on and the deeper and deeper and deeper that I went into it, that's how I discovered that, you know, this is something that I want to take more seriously and turn into a purpose. So I love how we're able to contribute so much to each other's growth. Now, In saying this, Mon, you've mentioned that you're a network marketing mentor. So why don't you share a little bit with everyone about how you really aligned with, you know, that specific niche of coaching and that industry that you're really focusing into as well? So when I was a part of network marketing, I had a drive to want to mentor people and teach the coaching side of it. I saw a huge gap in the industry of knowledge. And I felt like because of the results that I was getting... And because of my passion for it, I was like, let's merge these two together and really go out there and support those who desperately need what I have to offer. And I knew in my heart, it was what I was the most passionate about. And also too, like, keep in mind at the time, back when I had just made this decision to want to step into coaching, I had never done it before. Like I had never, besides like coaching in my network marketing business, I had never like launched a product or created a digital course or created a program. Like I had never done anything like that. And so I was really struggling with limiting beliefs. And we're going to get into that in a moment here. But I just, I really saw a demand to serve. And one of my biggest missions in life is to leave this world better than it found me. And I knew that there were so many people out there who wanted to grow in network marketing, but didn't have the skills, didn't have the capabilities, didn't have the mindset training to be able to do it. Maybe wasn't getting it in their company. Maybe they weren't getting it from their uplines. Maybe they were just you know, not congruently aligned with the people that they were connecting with. There was a gap. There was something missing. And so I was like, people need what I have to offer. I must show up. If I feel like I can't, then I must. And be there for those who want to learn and want to grow. And you know what? It honestly blew up from the beginning. And then I had dips. And then I <laughs> got back up again. And then I had dips. And it was ebbs and flows. But the main constant since I started this coaching endeavor was that my passion for it and my heart and my soul for it never wavered once. And I knew that like, as long as I continue to show up and be there for those who needed me, I was fulfilling my duty and my purpose in committing to this mission. You know what I mean? Mm, Fully know what you mean there. Like 
when you were just talking about the dips, you know, like the business blowing up and then it dropping down and then you need to build it up and then it drops down. Like it's how it is. And I was talking to Montana before we even hopped onto this recording about like, you know, I'm experiencing that as well. I experienced it across my first year of business, you know, massive growth, dropping down, then having to grow up again, and then, you know, dips back down. And even now in this second year of business, it's something that I'm currently building myself up out of as well. And so a lot of the time people, I think, come into the entrepreneurial space and expect it to all just, you know, be smooth sailing. It's going to be, you know, consistent growth upwards, but that's not really the reality of it. And when you do put yourself into that sort of mindset where it's like, yeah, I believe this is what it's going to look like. And then it doesn't look like that. You can be really discouraged and easily want to quit or pull out because, oh my gosh, it's harder than you thought it was going to be, or it's harder than it looked like when other people were doing it. This is what I spoke about in this week's solo episode as well was you know, from the outside, you might look at an entrepreneur, you might look at a business owner, someone that you really look up to and think that it's all perfect and think that it's all smooth sailing. But this is why we bring these podcasts to you to show you the reality behind things. Yeah, there's highlights. Yeah, at times it can be really smooth and really easy and really flowy. But then at times there's also going to, you're going to need to knuckle down a bit harder and push through some challenges, but they're the times that help you grow and are going to help you grow into a next level of business and a next level of self. So I love that you brought that up there about those dips, the ebbs and flows. And we will be diving deeper into some of our personal challenges and also our personal wins today as well. So you can start to like hear about some of these things. But the other thing that I sort of wanted to touch on that you mentioned was obviously initially starting out in network marketing and the only real coaching exposure you had was coaching your team. And what I love about that is And it's something that connects with my journey too, right? We both took on this opportunity in the network marketing industry. And because of that opportunity we pursued, we've been able to align with our greater purpose. And I think so many people are quick to turn down opportunities because of judgments, because of fears. And I'm going to say judgments again, because network marketing industry gets judged so freaking hardcore that that's probably the biggest reason people hold themselves back from stepping into it. And Avoiding pursuing those sorts of opportunities and experiences can be so detrimental to you and your own journey. And I think that if there's something you're going to take away from what we've just spoken about here, it's don't hold yourself back. I mean, Montana, is there anything that you would want to feed off of with that and the whole overcoming judgment or just having the courage to pursue opportunities? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, you know what? At the end of the day, nobody has to live your life except for you. And I always say the version of you that other people create in their head is their responsibility and not yours. And sometimes it really does take just getting out of your own way and having that courage to say, I'm going to do this for a greater purpose. And one of the things about courage that I think is really interesting, if we're going to talk about it right now quickly, is just that like courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid to do something. It just means that you're going to take action in spite of what may be going on inside of you, the fear that you may be feeling. And so if you are nervous about the opinions of other people, maybe if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, right? That fear of what other people are going to think of you, just remember that you're going to be a beginner before you can be anything else, before you can be great, before you can be excellent, before you can be outstanding, before you can just be the number one best known person in that niche or that industry, you're going to suck at it. And that's okay. And you got to embrace the beginner. And I think if I could do something differently and go back in my journey of even just starting network marketing or starting anything new for the first time i would remind myself of that like that you know this beginning icky little bit awkward uncomfortable stage is going to be what i tell the story of someday it's going to be what helps define my version of success later on down the road it's going to be part of my journey and a really important part of how i inspire and teach other people to grow so keep that in mind if you are nervous about starting something new for the first time if you're nervous about stepping into maybe a you know a coaching career or a career where you're going to be having great influence on other people just really prioritize like the lives that you're going to change along the way and just you know embrace that beginner okay because you are going to be a beginner before you can be anything else embrace the suck i absolutely love that and it's so true like these are your defining moments these are those pivotal points that you can use to inspire other people's and truly make a bigger impact, you know, down the track. And 
when you think about it, right, like how boring would a book be if you open up the book and on the first page they've already achieved everything, you know, that they were going to set out to achieve? I'm pretty sure you'd put that book straight back down because it would be a pretty short and boring story to read. But the most inspiring and the most powerful stories that we do dive into and we get so engrossed in are the ones that have had great struggle, great challenges, the ones that have required you to overcome hurdles and climb the biggest mountains and get to that breaking point, right? Like that absolute breaking point where you're like, yep, can't get worse than this. I can either quit or I can keep on moving forward. And it's those stories where the people continue to move forward that you really close the book and you think, wow, like that has had a profound impact on me. And I'm going to go away and I'm always going to remember this story and be able to come back to it and be inspired by it in the moments that I need it the most. And so, yeah, I mean, no matter what sort of business it is you're doing, whether it is a network marketing business, whether it's, you know, a business of your own in the coaching space or some other consulting space, or maybe it's just your journey, you know, through university or your nine to five job. Like when we have these challenges that do arise, these dips, these struggles, this is the beginning stage, right? When we're in that beginning stage, that is really where we start to create that powerful story that we then get to share with others. So I love that you shared that there, Mon. It was such a powerful point. You have to be a beginner before you can be number one at whatever it is you want to set out to do. So what we want to have a chat about then, since we're on the topic of being beginners, is the transition, the transition from where you were before to then enter the coaching space. What was that transition like? Because, you know, there are people that listen to this podcast who are maybe transitioning from a nine to five, or maybe they're transitioning from a network marketing business into a business like yours. You know, there's so many people that will be going through some sort of transition right now. So can you shed some light onto what your transition period was like moving from what you were doing before to what you're doing now? So when I was just making the decision, first, I want to talk about making a decision because Mm -hmm. what I see a lot of the time, what maybe can happen, and this, I'm just saying this because I've seen this from my clients, people inside of my community. What happens is we see something that we want. We make this decision in our mind that we're going to go pursue something new, but then we dabble. And so what I realized was that if I was going to do this coaching thing, right? If I was going to create this business, this online business and really go all into it, I had to stop being one foot out the door. I had to be fully committed in that decision. And so I guess if we split it up into two parts, number one, you got to make the decision to be all in. But number two, you have to actually do what is necessary for you to actually make the transition. And Mm -hmm. so that was the part that I think a lot of people get stuck with paralysis by analysis. We want to grow a business. We want to start something new. We want to change something in our life, but then we get caught up with the how. And what I learned was that reasons come first, how come second. There's always somebody out there who you can model the success of, who has results that you want, right? Look, Emily is a really great example of somebody who has built an online coaching business who teaches people how to do that, right? So many people out there have achieved the results that you want. You can model them, but they can't tell you why you got to do it. You got that's got to come from you. You have to have compelling reasons inside of you to step up and do the work or step up and make the change. And so that's what my transition was like. I had to first make the decision that I'm going to go all in on this. I'm not going to dabble. I'm going to commit to mastery and really do it. And then I'm going to go out there and learn the necessary skills and capabilities that I need to make it be great. And that can be challenging, right? Because again, if that how, I don't know how to do technology. I don't know how to start this. I didn't know how to start a podcast. I thought I needed all of these you know, mics and special technologies in order to start. The truth of the matter is you have to just do. Mm. You have to just do. You have to make the decision to just do and trust your belief system on it. I think that was the other side of it. The psychology of building a business is so powerful and important that I feel like is getting so neglected with technology advancing, right? We see other people online and we have social media helping us generate leads and we have you know, email lists and there's just these all these things that we're trying to create and do speaking from the perspective of somebody who's built an online business, but we forget that a lot of the time it's our mindset that is the barrier preventing us from being able to attract what's necessary for us, our clients, and just ultimately build the business of our dreams. And so that's the other thing I had to commit to learning the skills, make the decision, commit to learning the skills, but then also step up with my personal growth and my self-development and appreciate what I was building 
and trade my expectations for appreciations because I knew, again, I was going to suck at it in the beginning. I was probably not going to have a lot of people purchasing in the beginning. I knew that I you know, wasn't going to be the best at it. I knew there was competition out there, other people selling products as well too. And so I had to get crystal clear on the reason for why I was going to start it and then make it an absolute must to kind of do it. So I hope that, that kind of answers your question. That's what my transition was like. I'd love to hear a little bit about your transition as well too, though. Yeah. I mean, that like clearly answered the question and I love it because so much of what you shared, I connect with as well with the transition that I was really making when moving from uni and my nine to five into the coaching space. And the thing that I sort of resonated the most that I would expand on that you shared was know your why and then the how will follow. And I remember like, I just came running into business, like full guns blazing I had zero business experience, zero business degrees, like nothing, no prior knowledge, aside from the little bit of a dabble I had in the network marketing space. But I was like, you know, stuff this, I'm running in and I'm just going to, it's going to work. I'm going to make it happen. I had a strong why. I was like, I am doing this because this is what I am passionate about. I want to feel like I am fulfilling a purpose every single day in the work that I'm doing versus sitting at a desk you know, feeling miserable and counting down the seconds to be able to leave, right? Like, which was what it was like for me in my nine to five job. So I had a really strong reason why I was going to show up. And in so that just drove me to take messy action. And through that messy action, I was able to see results. So for me, like the transition period, whenever I think about the transition period, I always think about this day when I sat down on my bed and I grabbed like one of my big notepads and I grabbed a fat texter and I just sat there and I just like got in my creative zone and I just started brainstorming and like really envisioning like what do I want to create? Like, this is the beginning. This is where it all starts. So what is it that I'm going to start creating? It was kind of like my process when I'm doing a drawing. You know, I sit down and I just scribble. I just do a messy sketch or I just draw a random line up here and then connect it down here. Like, and I gradually build out this beautiful image that then becomes like a completed piece of artwork. And that's exactly what I did with the business as well. I sat down and I did those scribbles. I drew the lines, I connected the dots. And from there, that gave me a clear plan of, well, this is my first step to take. So how can I take this first step now? And as you were saying before, like modeling the success of people before me, you know, there was people within the network marketing space that I could model certain strategies that I had learned from. But then there was also a whole other world of knowledge that I needed to go and acquire, but I knew I had the resources to do so, you know, speaking to you and learning from you different sort of successful business people, you know, like Tony Robbins and Ma, what's his name? Graziosi. How do you say it? Dean Graziosi. Dean Graziosi. Yeah. Yeah. Dean Graziosi, like all of these different people that I was then able to go and model what they had done in order to get to where I wanted to be. And there was one person in particular, actually, that I didn't mention just then, Sarah Blakely, who had like such a massive impact on me. I swear, I'm pretty sure I told you the story of her after I had listened to this podcast and I was so inspired by her journey and just being able to find someone that you can resonate with in some way that can be some form of a guiding pillar for you through that transition, some form of an inspiration for you. Like that made a massive difference for me, you know, during that period of my business, that initial stage. And it just shone light on me. You know, if you haven't heard Sarah Blakely's story, the owner of Spanx, go and Google her, go and listen to her because it truly inspired me. It showed me that at that point in my business, what I needed most was to be creative and be resourceful. So that transition period for me was very much all about that, the creativity and the resourcefulness. I love that. That's profound too. And I Love that you brought up Sarah Blakely. And I'm just going to say this again, you guys seriously go on YouTube and just like search up her name. And there's going to be a bunch of videos that pop up of her sharing, like a lot of the lessons that her family would ingrain in her and are part of what is the reason for why she has success today. I mean, like she literally would stand in the stores and sell her product herself. And she had so many no's and just like she experienced a tremendous amount of rejection. And she took that as redirection and repurposed it and used it for fuel as her fire and built a billion dollar business, which is insane. 
And another person who I'm actually super inspired by is Jamie Kern Lima, who has not a similar story, but the same concept of inspiration. You know what I mean? Like she is someone who went Denny's waitress, experienced a ton of setbacks on her journey, 10 years getting her company, It Cosmetics, to be seen on QVC, turns around and sells it for a billion dollars in cash to L'Oreal and became their first ever female CEO or something crazy like that. So truly, you guys, there are these amazing role models and people out there who have just literally achieved not only amazing results, but have inspiring stories, have things that they have endured, that they've experienced that many of us can resonate with, and also have the tools and the capabilities that you may need that are missing in your business right now that you need in order to make that full transition and that full pivot. How many briefcases do you think you'd need to hold a billion dollars in cash? Like I can't even think about, I can't even imagine it. And I mean, like, again, Google Jamie Kern Lima, because her story, she was on the break of bankruptcy. And then she had been declined by so many investors. And I think at one point, an investor said to her, I love your product. I love everything that your brand stands for. I think your makeup is great, but I just don't think people would buy makeup from someone who looks like you. And I mean, taking that straight to the heart, like she could have so easily heard that and been like, you know what? You're right. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. But instead she used that rejection as a redirection. And then she realized, oh no, people will purchase makeup from somebody who looks like me because so many people out there resonate with what I am going through and the reason behind why I built this brand. So just another one of those many great examples of people who took their brilliance and really figured out a way to make their mess, their message. Yes. I love that. Make your mess, your message. And on that note, you know, what I'd love to dive into is maybe the different sort of challenges or mindset evolution. Let's go that. Let's say, how has your mindset really evolved through all the challenges that, you know, you've gone through in this past year of business? And I think if we tap into this, this would be a really awesome angle to go from, because when we talk about these people, such as Sarah Blakely and Jamie Kern Lima, they had these incredible mindsets, which got them through these insane challenges that they were facing, you know, not just in the first year of their business, but also in the second and the third and so on, right? So what comes up for you, Mon, when you think about, you know, the way you had to evolve your mindset in order to get to this point in your business, you know, now being at your one year almost anniversary? For me, what I had to do was let go and surrender the belief that other people were getting lucky. That was kind of the belief system that I operated from consistently. I'd be like, oh, they're just getting lucky or like they got lucky in their first month or they must have you know a talent that I don't have. And so I'm not going to get those kinds of results. And what I had to start to really adopt the mindset of or you know develop the belief of was that success leaves clues. That's something I learned from Jim Rohn. He says success leaves clues. So it's a good chance they're not getting lucky. They're just doing something differently than you. And yeah. just because they're doing something differently than you doesn't mean that you're not capable of having or achieving those results. And then I had to get crystal clear on what my compelling future was. What was my version of success? Was it theirs or was it something I crafted and created on my own? And so that was one of the biggest hurdles I had to get over. And then as well, on top of that, I had to realize that there were going to be areas of my business that were not my genius mode, like things that I sucked at and that I wasn't going to get better at. And something that I also learned from Dean as well, he says, one of the worst pieces of advice we're ever given in our life is number one, to learn through trial and error. But number two is to work within our weaknesses. That I honestly think is like the worst piece of advice I received in the dance industry. It was worst piece of advice I received in business because when you work within your weaknesses, you just drain your energy, right? There's somebody out there who knows exactly how to design a website way better than you. There's somebody out there who is really solid at bookkeeping or really great at being a virtual assistant, right? Let people work within their genius modes and you stay in yours, like stay in your own lane kind of thing. And so I had to really get out of my own way and be like, I can know how to do everything, but I'm not going to be good at everything. So I must outsource the areas of my business that are not my field of expertise and really start to focus my time and energy on what I am good at. Because 
what I realized at the beginning stages of entrepreneurship is if you try to do everything, you're not really doing anything. (laughs) You're not really actually doing what you are meant to be doing. Your heart isn't fully invested in the mission side of it. And so I was like, if I want to deliver high quality content or high quality training and really serve my community in the best way possible, I can't dabble and I can't allow myself to be drained in other areas that I know can be outsourced. I must find a way to outsource these things so that I can show up and be the mentor, the coach, the person that I am damn meant to be. You know what I mean? Yes, completely. And I love that you brought up that point as well, because I have always been a believer that, you know, if you suck at something, spend your money and hire someone who's good at it, right? Like we can spend our time trying to get better at something that clearly we suck at and clearly we don't enjoy doing, or we could spend a little bit of money, outsource someone to be able to take over that role and ultimately bring more results in, in a shorter amount of time. And when we can overcome the mindset blocks that might be holding us back from doing outsourcing, you're going to open yourself up to so much abundance and so much fresh energy and excitement and joy because you recognize that I can focus on my zone of genius and I can focus on doing the things that I love doing. And another point with that is the fact that do you want to be working in your business or do you want to be working on your business, right? And the longer that you work in your business, the slower your business is going to grow. And you're always going to be capped at what it is that you can achieve within it, right? Because if you're working in your business, trying to wear all of the different hats that, you know, being the accountant, being, you know, the bookkeeper, as you said, being the virtual assistant, like being all of these different roles, instead of being the CEO, you're never going to be able to expand past a certain point. You know, you're only going to be able to achieve so much and do so much as one individual. But when you start working on your business instead of in it, and you start taking that role of the leader, taking that role of the expert at what you do and focusing your energy into your zone of genius and also focusing your energy into building out and training a team of people who can pick up and carry forward those roles you were once managing, that's where the real scaling starts to happen. So I love that you brought up that point there. I think that it was such an important thing and such a big lesson that I learned as well in my journey. And the other thing that you mentioned about releasing the belief that people just get lucky, that success comes down to luck. And I know myself that that was something that I was believing also for a while there. But the thing is, it's not about luck at the end of the day. It's about hard work and consistency and resilience, you know, and putting the time and energy into yourself and into your business as well. And in year 12, I remember there was this one guy in my maths class who said we came out of uh, receiving grades and myself and my best friend had chopped the class for that assessment. And he comes over to us and he goes, you girls are 99% luck and 1% skill. That's how you got that mark. And I'm like, no, no. It's 99% skill and 1% luck at the end of the day. Like, yeah, sometimes we do get a little bit lucky. Sometimes, you know, you see someone on social media who has gone viral and yeah, there's a little bit of luck involved in that, but there's a much larger amount of work, strategy, you know, consistency that has gone into the mix. So instead of thinking that everyone just gets lucky and that's what their success is accredited to, really come to the awareness and recognize that there is a much bigger backstory, you know, that has brought and built that person to that success that they've achieved. So I love those points that you've shared there. And I'd probably say the two mindset evolutions that I've really like, I think are the most powerful for me. The first is centered around challenges and really recognizing and coming to like that conscious awareness that the challenges you're experiencing are happening for you and, you know, the greater alignment of you with your purpose. You know, we have these goals, we have these visions, we have these missions that we're on and the challenges that we're facing, they're happening for us. And is it Tony Robbins who says, life's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And that quote, I carry that with me so often because yeah, like in the midst of hardship, maybe if it's financial challenges you're experiencing, relationship challenges, personal challenges, health challenges, whatever it is that's going on, 
They're happening for you to really highlight to you the areas that you need to focus in on in order to grow into achieving that bigger vision or that desire that you really want for yourself. So every single time I face a challenge in business and guys, there's a fuck ton of challenges that I face. And I mean, it may not be clear on social media, but that's because you know, you don't always need to publicize the like speed bumps you're going through, but there is constant inner work that is happening. And I know Montana is the same, right? And these challenges, when you can have the mindset and the confidence and the belief that they are happening for you and to serve you at a higher level, then you embrace those challenges. And instead of victimizing yourself, yeah, maybe you curl up in a ball a couple nights a week and cry, or maybe, you know, you need to take a day off work for self-care and mental health. Yeah, they do impact you on that emotional and physical level. But at the end of the day, you recognize that they're happening for you. And when you move through them, there's going to be such a beautiful abundance or, you know, just new level of self that you're able to gain from them. So that's like my biggest lesson and mindset shift I carry with me. And of course, the second is the importance of growing yourself into a leader, you know, because as you were talking about before Montana about outsourcing your weaknesses and all of this, the people that you do bring into your business and bring into your team are only going to perform as well as you lead them, you know, so you can't just bring in a VA and expect them to be able to get you all the results if you're not being present and being a leadership figure for them to guide them through everything that they need to be guided through. So developing yourself as a leader, if you want to grow your business to such heights, you must grow yourself in order to be able to lead people to those heights with you. So they're the two things that I wanted to mention there. And I'm going to close off my little ramble now. Was there anything you wanted to add coming off of that, Mon, before we move forward? I really agree with you on the mindset shift into leadership. And before I kind of, we kind of wrap this up and stuff, I just wanted to say two things, you guys. And this is really, really important for those of you out there who are maybe newer to building a business. If you don't really maybe perhaps have the means right now to hire help, I want you to think about how you can become resourceful because it's never due to a lack of resources that a business will fail. It's always due to a lack of resourcefulness on behalf of the leader. So if you don't have the means to be able to invest money financially into hiring help, like a bookkeeper and stuff, get resourceful with the free tools and the apps that exist on the internet to help you build your business, right? Things like QuickBooks for accounting, things like Canva for a design. All of these apps are out there to make your life easier and kind of be that middle ground for you while you make that next step in your business. I feel like they're super underrated. I used so many third-party tools to support me inside of my business. And that was what saved me a lot of time and also helped me figure out which areas within those tools that I was going to make those first investments on. So that's something that I just wanted to say as a side note, if you don't have the means, get resourceful with third-party tools. The other part of it as well too, and Em really touched on this a lot, is the mindset shift, but also surrender and understanding the tools that manifestation is. I know M dives a lot deep into this in your Align Coaches Academy, and you dive deep into this in your podcast and stuff like that. And so I'm not going to go super far into it because I know you have so many episodes and free resources for your community. And my community who's going to be listening to this can actually use, but really truly understanding not just the law of attraction, but ask and you shall receive. So when we think about success leaving clues and you know people getting lucky, the 99% of that hard work, 1% luck, truly you have to make sure that your energy that you're putting into things matches your desired outcome. If you put your energy into something that's maybe 50% or less than that, you can't expect 100% of the outcome. And I had to really get through that hurdle and realize that again, outsourcing and really providing that additional support for you inside of your business is going to help you show up with more energy. But I think what I realized was the big shift in business and entrepreneurship is finding the energy when you don't have it, figuring out ways to refill your own cup, finding a way to show up for yourself because you can't pour from you know an empty cup, right? And your business is an extension of you. It is you in another version, in another world, in a digital world or in a brick and mortar store world, right? Like it's an extension of you, wouldn't exist without you. 
So it can't operate and it can't grow and build the abundance that you're looking for if you don't take the time to take care of yourself. Burnout is real and it happens real quick. It's a recipe for disaster, I am telling you right now. So commit to that personal development, like she was saying, but commit to finding things that also set your soul on fire so that you can show up and be a 10 out of 10 full and playful out energy inside of your business as well. I love all of that that you shared there, Montana. And the final thing I'll extend off of from what you shared was coming back to the topic of resourcefulness. And, you know, resourcefulness connects to how you go about finding new energy as well. So I love how everything you just shared there integrated so well. But I want to speak specific to resourcefulness in your business. And, you know, if you are sitting there listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, I want to be working on my business instead of in my business, but I can't afford to bring on a VA. Well, as Montana said, do your research, get resourceful and actually get clear on how much money you really do need to bring someone in to do the work you want them to do. And you might be shocked by how much smaller that number is than you might be thinking off the top of your head. Now, once you have the clarity around exactly how much you need, then ask yourself the question of how can I create this, right? You're an entrepreneur. Your literal job, like your literal business is built around creating money out of nothing, right? So I remember when I wanted to first bring on my very first team member, I said to myself, okay, how much do I need? I need, let's say for argument's sake, $500 a month to be able to put towards this. Okay, cool. Here's a program I'm going to launch that is going to bring in X amount of dollars per client, which means I need X amount of clients in order to pay for that team member. So what did I do? I went out, I found X amount of clients. All of a sudden, I had X amount of recurring revenue per month, which was then going to cover that team member that I brought on. So it's not about sitting in the struggle or in the challenge of, like what you're facing, you know, of not having enough resources, of not having enough money. And this relates to whatever challenges external to this you might be facing as well. It's about sitting in the thought process and the energy of how can I bring myself out of this or how can I get myself to where I need to be or how can I make this happen? You know, always being solution oriented. And that's going to be literally the key to help you through whatever challenge it is you face as an entrepreneur. So I love that you brought that one up there, Montana. Again, like there is just so much value in this episode. I feel like our listeners are just going to be sitting there and they can't write fast enough. (laughs) So as we start to wrap up this episode, there's really maybe two more things we're going to tap into quickly for you guys. And the first is just sort of looking and reflecting at what has worked and what hasn't worked in this last year of business for ourselves. So Mon, what comes up for you when you think about what's worked and what hasn't worked? I think what's worked for sure is listening to what people want. I feel like it's one of the most underrated aspects of business. We're always trying to create and create and create. And then we put stuff out there and then it doesn't sell. And then we wonder why. And it's because we don't ask people what they want. And like Em was saying, solution-oriented, Your job as an entrepreneur is to create something out of nothing. And part of what the power of social media can do, and this is why I'm such a huge advocate for helping it build businesses. Of course, it's not the only way, but it is kind of where we're moving towards a little bit more now is you can literally ask people for free what they're struggling with, and then you can provide a solution through something that you create. That's powerful. And not enough people do that. And what I realized was that, okay, I build a product, I get feedback, right? After people have purchased it, I figure out what went wrong, what do they need more of? And then I go and revamp and I kept building off of people's like struggles. What were they struggling with? I was like, I need to be the answer for people. I can't just throw something out there and hope that, you know, people like it. I need to listen to what the people in my community are saying. And so I feel like that has been one of the most profound impacts on my business is really listening to what people want. And here's the thing, you guys, there's no secret sauce or like magic trick that I did. I literally asked people on my social platforms, I would message all of my clients, people who downloaded a freebie. Like I was like research oriented. I was like, I want to figure out exactly what it is that people are struggling with so I can provide the solution for them. 
And then that way I have absolute certainty that the product's going to sell. So that's one thing that really worked. One thing that didn't work in the beginning of my business was relying on virality to grow my business. And I'm going to be hundred percent transparent on here because at the beginning stages of my business, I had a lot of content that was going viral, which was fantastic. And it actually helps me bring in a lot of leads. And so because so many leads were coming in through my content being seen by so many people around the world and on social media, I didn't create a strong, sustainable way of attracting leads without that strategy. And I think that if I could go back and do something differently, I would put even more time and energy into building the email list, right? Getting the business off social media. I would put even more energy into just being able to connect with people one-to-one a little bit more versus just relying on the sales coming in through creating content. I would diversify my approach to see other ways that I could grow. Because once that virality started to stop, I realized, oh crap, now I have to try another method and figure out like what's going to work, what's not going to work and do this whole trial and error thing, which my friends, if you're listening to this right now, please write this down. Time is one of your greatest assets as an entrepreneur. Okay. It's so important. I feel like time is even more important than money because money is a renewable resource. We can always find a way to make more money, but we can't find a way to get our time back. Hence why we're talking to you about outsourcing in your business, right? Finding ways to save time. And so what I realized is that trial and error is a very costly way to grow. And I wanted to get crystal clear on how I was going to build this sustainably. The difference between passive and evergreen courses, right? Live launching, that's a whole heck of a lot of work. I had to learn how to get that crystal clear so that when I was putting the energy in and I was showing up to these live events that I was actually getting return on investment. So that's Mm -hmm. what I don't think worked very well and that I would change and I would do differently. And I'm always adapting and I'm always changing different things that I know I can improve on. I do what I do best. I hire the rest. I stick with what works. And then I continue to evolve and work on the things that can genuinely you know, use improvements. Yes. I love that. And that transitions so perfectly into some of the things that have worked for me as well. You know, when you were talking about what hasn't worked in the sense of depending on virality to grow your business, I am yet to go viral. (laughs) I am yet to go viral. So I have never depended on virality to grow my business. So instead, I've always depended on having solid systems in place to help me, you know, like with the content, with the prospecting, with the lead generation, like with getting that whole process, you know, down pat. So systems is something that has worked really well for me across my journey through business so far and having systems in place for everything. So for that lead generation, having systems in place for how do I actually, you know, onboard and manage clients, like setting a solid foundation in that first year. And there was a lot of trial and error. Like, of course, you know, I've worked with many coaches who have shown me different systems to use, but then all those systems aren't necessarily going to work for everyone. So there's been a lot of trial and error and revision in, you know, defining and really creating systems of my own as well. But it's awesome if you can dedicate an intentional amount of time in those. I mean, I think that your entire first year of business should be, you know, about figuring out what systems are going to work for you so that when you do start to step into that second year, you know, you've built the systems, you've set the solid foundation, and then it's about scaling. And that's the mentality that I've really had around this So what worked for me was having those solid systems in place that I could refine, I could really implement, and I can now teach to other people through my academy. But something else that has really worked for me was switching my mindset to be focused on alignment. Because I did go through that whole phase of hustle, burnout, crashing, having to rebuild. Like I've gone through that struggle and having come out of that, I then dedicated the second half of last year to really learning about alignment, really understanding what it is and really starting to take action in my business that is coming from a place of alignment rather than something else, you know, rather than being driven by fear or rather than looking at what someone else is doing in the next lane over and trying to do what they do because it's working for them. And that was something that I really learned early is trying to do what someone else does isn't necessarily going to get you the result that they're seeing, you know, because 
you're copying an original instead of being your own self, instead of being your own original, right? People are more inclined to navigate towards the original rather than the copy anyway. So no wonder you're not going to see results from that. So it is so important to make sure that you are first and foremost clear on who you are, clear on what it is you do and what it is you want to do, who it is you want to serve, how it is you want to serve them. And then take action that is aligned with that. You know, once you've found that clarity on yourself, and if you can really build your business from that space of alignment, you're going to find that it not only feels better, but you also do get more results. So that's something else that did work for me a lot. I'd say what hasn't worked for me is so crystal clear. And I'm starting to speak about it more in podcasts, not yet on social media, but on the podcast. Yes. And that is my terrible terrible relationship with budgeting and money management in my first year of business. Now, I have learned so much from this, but guys, like if you are starting out right now, I really, really, really urge you to go and talk to someone who can give you a clear breakdown on how to actually manage money, how to budget, how to know where to assign your resources, how to plan ahead and think about, okay, right now the business is bringing in a lot of money, but three to five months time, that might not be the case. You might experience a dip. So how to plan ahead for that. And that's something that I did not do. Okay. And so I was spending my money left, right, and center on courses, on consultants, you know, hiring really fast, firing really slow. I wasn't managing my money as efficiently as I should have. And as a result, I'm now feeling the effects of that. And I'm having to then build myself back out of that again. So that's what really hasn't worked for me is how I used to manage my money. Now I've been doing a lot of intentional research and like, you know, professional development in that area so that I do have systems now built out for budgeting and tracking income and expenses and being able to plan ahead in that sense. And it's something that I've actually brought an expert into my academy to be able to teach my students as well, because yeah, I'm not an expert at budgeting and money management. So I'm going to find other means to be able to educate and share that with people. So that's what's worked for me. And that's what hasn't worked for me. So before we move to our final question today, Mon, was there anything you wanted to come off the back of that saying? I think just the last thing I would say about that is you guys at the beginning stage of entrepreneurship, actually, mind you, whatever stage you're at right now in your business, really try to give yourself grace. I was just saying this to Em before we got on this podcast episode and you know your season that you may be in, whether it's you're thriving and you're absolutely killing it or you are not killing it and you are looking for ways to improve, just know that every stage of your journey serves a purpose. And so these reflections and being viciously honest with yourself about what's working, what isn't working are only going to help you build a bulletproof business. And that's something I always tell my clients and my community to keep on the forefront of their mind is that what you're doing now, the groundwork, right? The grunt work, the stuff that's tricky to talk about, the stuff that's hard to be open about is ultimately going to help set you up for success and longevity in your business down the road, financially, mentally, emotionally, and ultimately the way that you serve and provide value for your community. So that was just the last thing I wanted to say about that. I love it. And what a powerful note to sort of wrap that you know, discussion up there. So we have been, I don't even know how long we've been talking for. I haven't really been tracking the time, but it's been a really long conversation. It's been a really good conversation. So we're going to start to wrap this up now. But Mon, I have one final question for you today. And that is, you know, obviously you've gone through this incredible journey, just as I have on diving into the entrepreneurial space, becoming a coach, starting your business, going through all these ebbs and flows and continuing to grow and grow and grow and grow across the past year. Now, what advice would you have for anyone who is standing at that very beginning stage? They're about to step through that door into this crazy world of entrepreneurship. What would your advice be for them in following that journey they're about to go on? I would say feel the fear and do it anyway. We all have demons and limiting beliefs and things that are going to try to throw us off our path. And I always say that anything that brings you closer to the thing that you love is always a path worth taking. It's always a path worth enduring. And so even if you may have naysayers in your life, or you may have that voice in your head being like, you're not an expert. Who the heck do you think you are to go launch this course or start this business or do this thing? 
even if you have those voices in your mind telling you those things, I empower you to give yourself the permission to fail forward and fail often as many times as it takes for you to get to where you want to go. Because when I was starting in entrepreneurship, even inside of the network marketing space, nobody was on my side. Nobody believed in me. Everybody thought I was crazy for starting a business online. I was a professional dancer back then. So the concept of building a business was so foreign to me. I didn't go to business school. I didn't even go to university. (laughs) I am on my way to building a six-figure business in less than a year. So it's quite crazy, honestly. But the truth of the matter is like, you have to find it within your heart and dig deep to find that belief within you and trust that you're on a path that's going to bring you closer to that compelling future that means the most to you. And listen, that's all that matters, right? It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else but you, especially if people who are around you don't see that vision. I always say, don't take advice from someone who you wouldn't trade places with. So don't take advice from people who are not going to see where you're going, right? Like surround yourself with those who support you, surround yourself with people who are actively pursuing growth as well. I think being a part of a really strong community is very important. And I know M has a beautiful community of people inside of your Facebook group, your Empower with M podcast Facebook group, who you can connect with. There's so many people out there who want to see you win and want to support you on your journey. And so get around those people, get around those minds of those who are actively growing and wanting better and and are maybe starting businesses as well too. So you can be in that environment of success and brilliance. I feel like that was one of the things I did from the get-go that really helped me see where I wanted to go. It helped me you know, stay on track with where I wanted to go. I made sure that the circle of people who I was letting have the most time where I was having the most time with were people who, you know, really wanted more for their life. They wanted more for the community of those who they serve. They was part of their belief systems. It was part of their calling. And so I think that's what I would recommend for those of you who are just getting started, really put yourself in a position to be able to grow, to evolve, to change, and trust that the path that you're on is going to bring you closer to the thing that you love. Yes. Oh, Mon, I absolutely love that. And I know that our listeners today are going to have absolutely eaten up this episode and all of the value that you've shared with them. So if they want to connect with you further after today's episode, where can they find you? You guys can connect with me on Instagram. That's primarily where I hang out the most. It's at Montana underscore Velverde, my last name. On Instagram, I would love to hear from you. If you listen to this episode, send me a DM. I'd love to connect with you and hear about your experience or your top takeaways from this. And yeah, I feel like Honestly, you guys, at the end of the day, we're all just on this rock trying to figure it out. So give yourself as much grace as you may need and just really trust yourself because you wouldn't have these dreams if you didn't already have every single ounce of what it takes to make it happen. Yes, 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 yes. And it's just about unlocking that potential, you know, really doing the work that's going to help you unlock those parts of yourself, the potential that's already within you that will enable you to fulfill these desires that you have placed on your heart. So anyone who does want to find Mon after this, I highly recommend you do. I'll put all the links to all of her socials, her websites, and all of that into the episode description so that you can really, you know, see what she has to offer because I do seriously urge you all to go and connect with her, go and follow her, start to consume what it is she's putting out there in the world because if you've taken something away from this episode, you're going to be just absolutely blown away by what else she has to offer. I'm constantly learning from her. You know, when I need some inspo or when I feel down, we either hop on a call or I just go jump on her Instagram page and all of a sudden, you know, I'm motivated, I'm inspired and I'm ready to go and chase after my goals again. So go check her out. Links are in the episode description and Montana Thank you so much for coming on and doing this episode with me today. It was super last minute that we organized it, but I think it was exactly what I needed. And I think it's exactly what our audience needed to hear as well. So I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for each and every single one of you who are listening to this. And I am so grateful for you. Go out there, you guys, and be powerful and limitless, badass leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, you deserve all the success in the world and we are cheering you on. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. 
I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all from me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.